This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. What's going on, guys? I'm Yeezy Busta. This is Legit Check, the greatest sneaker and streetwear podcast in the world, self-proclaimed, by the way, where we talk about the newest things in sneakers, streetwear, fashion, hype, you name it. Today, I'm with a very special guest, Steve, from uh, Menace, Los Angeles, a very, very dope brand here based in LA. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. I'm Steven uh, from Menace. I'm the creative director, just the overall general creative. Um, and yeah, man, that's what I do. I started Menace about uh, five, five to six years ago. And I've just been running with that ever since. That's awesome, man. So tell me, like, how did the whole thing start? Like, was it, were you always into fashion and clothing or design or you have a design background or what is it? I wasn't necessarily always into clothing it was more that's why uh before we started you asked me how do you want to introduce me i said creative i've always just kind of been like a creative person yeah so i used to i used to like mess around with photoshop and illustrator and my older brother is the one that actually got me into that when i was about like 13 years old and i just ever since then i've kind of been self-taught about like in that whole you know in those programs so naturally you know as i, I got older I was uh, I was working two jobs at a time. I was working at Subway and PacSun, and I, I just knew I wanted to do something different, and I, I didn't necessarily know how, but I knew that I had those skills. I can work with Photoshop and Illustrator pretty well, and I started to get more into streetwear during that time. So naturally, you know, I gravitated towards T-shirts and you know just the basics that kind of everybody starts out with, and you know I sat down, wrote on a piece of paper a list of names, and then Menace is the one that stuck out to me, and uh, really because that. That one was, it's, it's a mixture of my last name. It's like a play on my last name, which is just Mena, the first four um, letters of Menace. From there, you know, I just kind of went with that. I actually started it with my best friend at the time. His name's Ivan. Uh, shortly after, he st we stopped working together, but we're still really close friends and we're still, you know, brothers. But yeah, now it's just me and I'm just taking it to where it's going. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah. like I've always noticed that friends and business don't really mix very yeah, well no. or family. No. Whenever, <laughs> whenever my parents get involved with anything, 
business related with me, I just, you know, it doesn't work yeah, out. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I've learned that. I've learned that the hard way too. <laughs> so now you're just like a one man band, huh? Um, well, I have a team. I have, uh, of course, of so course. I have my assistant, a Nick, then I have, um, somebody else his name's brian he handles like pr but he also handles just managing you know bigger tasks and things like that and then i have actually two interns right now uh, mateo and then david so they come in once every week um individually individual days and they just kind of handle like clerical tasks and things like that so it's a core of like three three guys right now it's me nick and then brian okay that's dope so do you do all the designs is that all you or yeah or is it kind of a mixture of the three of you guys no so design i handle 100 percent. i handle i handle all the creative decisions for the brand and essentially all the executive decisions you know yeah of course yeah it's so, all you that's yeah. awesome dude <laughs> well yeah i mean I, I i'm a fan of the brand i i like uh, I, I got a chance to check you check your stuff out over like the last few days and like I, i've seen some of your stuff before mm -hmm. i even knew about yeah. the brand itself which is which is cool yeah and um it's very like in like all your all your designs are dope like thank you i would, I would <laughs> wear probably 99 percent of the stuff that you put out it's it's, it's genuinely dope like i'm thank not trying you. to kiss ass like i'm very like honest like if i don't like your brand like You'll let me know. I'll let and you I know. appreciate it. That's how it should be. Honestly, I like. I don't. I don't like asking opinions for yeah. my, my designs or stuff, and expecting. And like, if I ask somebody and they always just tell me yes, I typically just tend to not ask them anymore. Yeah, dude. I like of when people tell me something like, "No, this is trash. Don't put this out." Dude, one hundred percent. Like, I always show my like my closest friends like my videos or my posts before I put them out. I'm like, mm -hmm. "Oh, you think this is good?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I appreciate you. You're a real one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. So you know? what What do you think, um, do you have any brands that inspired you to create and, and kind of form what Menace is yeah. today? Um, so when I first started out uh, back back in 2013, that was no, September 17th is the first day that I officially announced Menace was going to be something. Um, but who's counting? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I remember. Yeah. That, yeah. Go ahead. So um, during that time, like one of the brands that was really popping was uh, Classic CLSE. And it's actually, um, you know, Josh, Josh Ravides, the one yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that was his brand before back in the day. Wow. I didn't know that. So um, I, I've always been just very open about this, that Classic was like one of the, one of the brands that inspired me to start a brand. And, and then, you know, slowly it just kind of fell off, you know, for lack of better words. Um, but now you know, looking back at it, like that definitely was the brand that had me like, yo, I want to be like them. I want to open a store on Fairfax. I want to sell, you know, to these wholesale accounts and things like that. Um, now, you know, I've kind of, I've gotten older. I have more perspective on things and I, I haven't taken it that exact route, mm -hmm. but I can definitely say that Classic was a brand that inspired me a lot. Also, you know, born and raised, I'm wearing their hat right now, actually. It's That's a dope my hat. favorite hat probably ever made. <laughs> and I wish I had more of these, but I only have one. Uh, so other than that, classic, born and raised, those are the two, honestly, that like come to the top, top of my head right now. So would you say that those are like kind of the, the inspiration behind you wanting to start a brand or, or are they kind of like design inspirations or where do you take your design inspirations from? Yeah. Um, I would say more, those are inspirations for wanting to start a brand, gotcha. not necessarily design inspiration. Gotcha. For design inspiration, I, you know what, I look, I look at inspiration in the, in the mundane things. So I... One of my friends recently asked me for advice because he wants to design better t-shirts and stuff. And I, I told him, you need to just, you need to look for inspiration in places that you're not going to expect to find it. And what I mean by that is everything that 
that you touch, everything that you see, and every everything that every place that you go to has has creative direction. Somebody had to make a creative decision to make this wall, you know, blue, or make this wall white, um, or the logo of you know this right here. Right, right. right. Um, so I I really I genuinely look for inspiration in, in the most like mundane of things, whether it's a, a logo on a truck passing by or some like random you know shop that I'm walking by, things like that. Um, and in terms of like fashion, Kim Jones is definitely an inspiration to me. I think he's really good at what he Legend. does. It's impeccably, you know, like curated. So I really like Kim Jones a lot. Well, that's awesome. So like, that's interesting that you say you, you get inspiration from like the things that you wouldn't normally get inspiration yeah. from, right? Because like a lot of people might look at like, oh, like this horse inspires me. So I'm going to do everything horse related or yeah. whatever. So you're more interested in like the smaller things that you yeah. don't really notice. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, are, are you friends with like any uh, other LA based designers? Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan, Hypeland, Jordan, you know yeah. Jordan. Shout out Jordan. Um, Future guest, by the way. Yeah. I know, I wouldn't say I'm friends, but I know Spanto from Born and Raised. Okay. He's a very cool dude. Um, I'm trying to think from LA based. Uh, Khalil from Wicked Thoughts, which is also a friend of Jordan's. We're all, you know, kind of interconnected like that. Absolutely. Um, Do you know Ruigi from Rude? I know who he is, but I don't know him personally. Oh, okay. So. Um, I, it's, so one of his best friends is like one of my best friends mm -hmm. and we met that way. And he kind of told me like something similar to that, like something similar to like, he doesn't want to just get inspiration from like th something that everybody else is doing, yeah. know, which is really cool. And, uh, I mean, um, one thing that he does is he takes different like old logos and he repurposes them in a yeah. way and turns mm -hmm. them into something else. What would you say like your staple is do you have like a certain thing that you always like do and you're always like i'm gonna make this design but it has to have some of this you yeah know, you know what i mean yeah i get what you mean um so one thing that early on in the brand that i did that was like a recurring theme every collection was i would make fake business t-shirts okay um, yeah so i was doing that like in 2013 2014 and uh -huh. I, i've noticed it kind of pick up a little bit more now um which is cool i'm not i'm not trying to take credit or anything uh but I that that was definitely something I used to do. <clears throat> Not so much now. I really I think I think one of my like staple design uh, aspects to the things that I make it would be that I, I don't brand my stuff a lot I try not to you know go crazy with the branding and I try to you know I try to make a piece that it, it's gonna start a conversation yeah so like for example just yesterday I unveiled uh, a t-shirt that I'm gonna release in about two weeks where it has a phone number on it that people can actually call and they'll speak directly to me so it's about it's about like um it's a hotline and the, the shirt has a bunch of eyes that seem like they're dilated meaning they're like on drugs and stuff yeah so the hotline is supposed to kind of highlight like if you need to speak to somebody reach out and just talk That's to a stranger cool. you know so you know i like to do things like that that are, that are going to start a conversation and, and you know people are going to stop and you know what is this about and, and it i'm fortunate enough to have made things like that already you know like I, I get feedback from a lot of people that tell me like hey i wear this out and you know somebody will tell me something like oh i like that artist that's on that shirt or oh like oh what's the beverly hills gun right. range or like what is it you know yeah. so i like to do things instead of just branding and you know trying to push hey this is menace this is menace this is menace i like to just let a design speak for itself so 100 you know i that's something that i definitely take into account is Am I overbranding? Am I trying too hard to show that this is my brand? I want I want somebody to find it for themselves because it's, you know it's like 
it's like finding a cool vintage t-shirt you're like oh my god this is dope you know like i don't know what it is but i like how it looks i'm gonna wear it so i, I kind of want to have i want i kind of want people to have that feeling whenever they find find out about my brand absolutely that's that's super dope mm-hmm. like yeah like dude this, i'm wearing a vintage t-shirt right now this mm-hmm. this shirt is old, older than me yeah, probably. and like <laughs> I, I thought it was so cool. I'm not even a Pink Floyd fan. <laughs> like I just yeah. thought the shirt was cool. I'm, I, like I'm gonna be honest. So do you, uh, when you say like you don't really brand your stuff, would you say that that's kind of like maybe inspired by some Japanese designers? Because Japanese designers never brand yeah. any of their stuff. Like I'm like really into fashion. Like mm. I'm like on the Japanese side. Like I like Sakai and uh, uh, Undercover, and you know like the a bunch of different Japanese brands and like th- that's what I always thought was so cool about their brands is they yeah. never brand anything. Yeah, they don't. Um, definitely. I would say, you know, just Asian de- designers in general really do inspire me too. Some of my favorite brands that are not LA based are Outer Error. Um, and then C2H4, they're, a- they're actually LA based. So I know the, the first number nine t-shirts, like some of the old stuff is, that stuff definitely inspires me yeah um but not so much as like the not branding part it's more that it was they would like have a message on them you know that's what that's kind of what the whole aspect of those t-shirts were was to send a message so i really like that um and then one of my favorite you know like undercover their their quote or their slogan was uh we make noise not clothes yeah so that's always something that stuck with me too yeah that's dope like what category would you put menace in would you call it like streetwear would you call it designer i would call it streetwear Streetwear. i would call it streetwear with hints of designer every now and then you know because i you know i want to show off my my creative capabilities and to do that you know i can't just make a t-shirt or a hat or some socks and boxers you know i got to make like a a piece a statement piece so every you know every collection i try to have those statement pieces those like yo this is crazy cost you know slightly more but it's crazy and then i'll have the t-shirts and the hoodies and the and the hats and the boxers and stuff, you know? Yeah. So I, I try to, that's why I say I, it's definitely streetwear mm-hmm. because it, it's very community based, which yeah. is what I think streetwear needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is those, you know, pieces that like you can wear out and you can, you can drop money on and things like that, you know, yeah. um, that, you know, it's made with good quality fabrics and good quality production. And, and it, there is probably not going to be like a, a message behind it, but it's, it's a very nice, like, aesthetically pleasing piece got you yeah that's interesting yeah i mean one thing about streetwear that really you know because i'm a big fan of streetwear myself mm-hmm. and like people just think like oh okay you like supreme like i, I honestly don't like supreme that much yeah <laughs> i've never I, owned a supreme piece it, respect <laughs> <laughs> up until a year ago i could say the same but i can't say that anymore i mean obviously you know my audience like they want to see me wearing supreme yeah. and all that stuff so I, I have respect for the brand is nowhere near by far like my favorite brand at all um but growing up for me like streetwear it was like a big part of my life without me even noticing like i was always a big fan of like diamond yeah uh, stussy the hundreds um growing up in southern california obviously i wore stuff like quicksilver (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's Mm -hmm. not really streetwear that's more like surfing yeah yeah. but you know i grew up wearing vans so i guess that's you know just being in Southern California, yeah. like that Vans was is like skate culture, yeah. skate surf. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like skate culture and like streetwear have just intertwined yeah. so much re- in, in, within the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, would you say that, are you from LA originally? Yeah, I'm so from LA. W- would you say that like LA culture and growing up in Southern California had any sort of impact on menace? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, you know, just 
with the name itself, you know, menace, it's like a dark, ominous, you know, sounding thing. Yeah. It literally means threat. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do with menace. I try to showcase, you know, the unforgiving side of Los Angeles culture. Because, you know, people think of L.A. as like a sunny paradise. But, you know, if you're from here, you you know that yeah. it's not so beautiful <laughs> and not everything looks like Ventura Boulevard, no. which is what we're on right now. Yeah. Or not everything looks like Rodeo or Sunset, you know? You know, there's other, like, grittier parts where it's, like, rough and, you know... Yeah, we got <laughs> Crenshaw Boulevard. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, and which is, like, these are places that I grew up in. So this is yeah. my... This is L.A. through my lens, you know? It's not so... I'm I'm painting a different picture. It's not a it's not a sunny paradise that people like like to portray it as. It's actually, you know, it's a little bit <laughs> it's a little no, bit more course, rough, man. you know. And, uh, yeah. So I try to I try to showcase that and embody that with the brand. So that's why a lot of my graphics and a lot of, you know, the the guerrilla marketing that I do it's it's more organic. It's more um, just grittier, you know. Like it's a lot more DIY too, and that's just kind that's of dope. how I was brought up, you know, around that all around all that type of stuff. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So what, what was like the point where, like from, from day one, were you like, okay, I'm going to make this brand and this is what I'm going to do. Like this, this is like me. Yeah. Or was there a point where you were like, okay, you know what? I'm doing this for fun, but like, right, like boom, this happened. And yeah, okay. So, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in the beginning, it definitely was just kind of like, I was selling to the homies. I yeah. was, you know, 
pulling up popping the trunk like yo do you want a shirt yeah (laughs) let me give it to you and i'll bag it up and put some red tape over it to mark down the size um but then i would say like in summer 2015 or 2016 one of those two that's when i kind of realized i actually may have a brand you know this this actually can go somewhere yeah um i know i started i started menace actually my first my first week of college literally my first week um but at the time i was still working a job and i was still going to school and it wasn't much you know i had like boxes under my my dorm bed and i would like ship it out from my dorm room every now and then you know (laughs) um but then after after one of after that collection i i want to say it's a 2015 summer 2015 collection i realized like okay i I should maybe start taking this a little more serious and i did and um something that i used to do all the time was i used to haul all my my schoolwork and like all my packages and all the clothes that I would need for the weekend, take a bus back to my house here. And I, I went to college in UCR in Riverside. Mm-hmm. I would take a bus back to LA and then get to my house and then like borrow my mom's car and then like go like driving to the screen printer, going what to make drops. Yeah, like grinding, bro. And and I would walk from uh, from my dorm room to the bus station. It was three miles exactly. Wow. And like I had all this stuff on me. And I remember one day this like this image doesn't, you know, get get out of my mind where I stopped because I was so I was tired. I was sweating and I was like, man, one day I hope I'm in an interview talking about this very moment. So Dude. it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's funny that everything's kind of came full circle and, you know, it it's just an paid honor, off. man. It's an honor. <laughs> Thank to you. Hear this. It's really cool. Um, and so yeah man like that i would say the summer 2015 collection was that moment where i was like okay i i may have something more um you know the the designs the designs were still very like comical and i wasn't you know kind of where i am now but i i remember that moment being like okay i need to start taking this a lot more serious and then uh yeah i i was still working a job though so i quit that eventually and then i i didn't have any other backup plan and i had to make it work Man, you can't be great on the side, bro. You yeah. got to go 100% for yeah, exactly. it. That's awesome. Well, for, for those listening, three miles doesn't sound like a lot, but on average, humans take 20 minutes to walk one mile. Yeah. So imagine three miles, that's an hour of walking, dude. Like yeah. Respect. That's a grind. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, for real. It was <laughs> ridiculous. I used to hate it, but hey, I had to do what I had to do. Hey, exactly. Like it, people, people think that just one day you just have a brand or... Whatever it might be, you know, like I would say, like I have a brand in a way too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like people think I just woke up one day with all of these followers and all of a sudden, like no, it's no. a grind, man. Yeah. You know, so nobody, nobody ever really notices when you're putting in all the work. They just kind of notice when you've arrived. You they, know? they don't want to see the work. Yeah. Because they, they just want to hate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of that. <laughs> uh, every now and then. <laughs> no, just kidding. Every single day, it's the worst thing ever. And worst and best thing ever at the same time. You probably gotten used to it though. I mean, yeah. At this point, it's. It's just it just comes with it, man. Like, yeah, I bet. Like, um, I was talking with um, Eric about it. Like, dude, if people are lukewarm about you, that means like they don't like. As in, like, they either people either gotta love or hate you. If they're in the middle, like, dude, literally, no one cares. You yeah. Know? So, mm-hmm. it, it comes with uh, the job. <laughs> so, have speaking of haters, do you think that um, Menace has had like any? real like haters and been like dude this this shit's whack i mean no one should wear this or not not really if if there is i don't really know about it because i don't pay attention to the negative stuff man i i think you don't read comments i'll read them you know i read them and if somebody has something negative to say it's just like oh 
I, I'll laugh about it with my assistant, but that's about it. You know, yeah. like I don't reply or I don't react. I just, I think if you indulge in all that, it, it can consume you. 100%. Um, so I, I try to just focus on the positive and, you know, focus on the people that support me because at the end of the, at the end of the day, that's who I care about. You know, my customers essentially are the reason why I'm able to do the things that I do. So I need to nurture that and I need to make sure that they're straight. And, Fair you know, nice. if somebody else has something negative to say, then, all right, man, that's your opinion. And I respect your opinion. I can... I can, I've talked to people that have something negative to say about my brand, and then I'm just like, oh, well, all right, let's move on to another subject. Like, wh what do you have going on? Like, how are you, you know? And, yeah. and it kind of catches people by surprise because I think us as people, it's hard to separate uh, a pattern of behavior, which is, in, in our case, we're talking about hate mm -hmm. versus like an actual person. And right. I, I can manage to do that. I can, I can disagree with you. Like, I think my brand is cool, but you don't. So, all right, whatever, let's find a middle ground somewhere else. How can yeah, we be, you know, friends? Course. How can we keep positive energy instead of be just being negative and Facts. hating on things that at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really m matter to you if, if you like my brand or not, you know, it, it, yeah. I'm going to keep having my brand. Of course, <laughs> of course. I, I just feel like these days it's kind of, it's kind of cool to be a troll or yeah, be negative, no. which is whack, dude. I hate it. It's the internet. It yeah. comes with the internet. Yeah, man. Keyboard warriors. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's really interesting. So what, what do you, what do you think like the next step is like, because when you said in like 2015, you, you think it's like your, your turning point. Um, did you like seed your stuff out to people? How did you get the no. name out there? Like, so, was it just word of mouth? So 2015 was a turning point for me personally with yeah. the brand. That's when I started taking it more serious. 26, late 2016, early 2017 was a turning point for the brand itself. And that's because that's when I released probably my most famous graphic to date, which is the Beverly Hills Gun Range hoodie. Um, I released that and then it just went crazy that people bought it up, resold it like right away. I've seen it go for like $500 now. Wow. You know? <laughs> so if we check Grailed right now, there's probably going to be a couple of listings. Do you think I could get one of those? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, Can I'll, I get five of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got that's you. Dope, that's dope. For sure. um, but no, that, so I would say late 2016, early 2017, that was the turning point for the brand. And, um, but but why was it like just because like everyone loved the design so much or did like Drake buy it and was like oh no oh, this is cool so <laughs> apart from people just liked the design so when when it first initially initially released I sold out like within twenty minutes you know and I, I had made a good amount so I was like okay I have a I have something here so then I'm I'm really good friends with Ian uh, Ian Connor okay Ian um, and I showed it to him but I didn't show it to him like yo can you wear this. I remember we just popped the trunk and that's the first thing he just so happened to see. And he's like, yo, what the hell? What's this? In his, like his voice. Yo, what's this, bro? Like, this is so dope. And I was like, oh yeah. I love the impersonation. This is, this is, this is the hoodie. He's like, bro, I need that, bro. I need it right now. Yeah. So, you know, he like, he just, he got it. He wore it. And then he posted a picture with it too. And like, after that, it just went completely nuts like ballistic <laughs> he's like a young fashion icon you know a lot of people yeah. definitely like to see what he's wearing yeah. so that's really cool yeah and then from there like just it's been seen on a lot of other people now bro like i, I don't even i lost count <laughs> how many wow, that, that's a flex right there like, yeah you know everybody in hollywood i can't even name all of them i don't have enough time uh well dude that's that's awesome yeah. so that's kind of like after that you think that obviously more people found out about the brand but do you think that people were messing with the brand because they were like okay i can resell this or do you think m even more people got invested into like how I dope think, the brand was i think initially when people saw that piece you know they were like oh i can resell this yeah. but you know i you have to retain that customer you have to retain those people somehow so although they were they they were made aware of the brand through you know like these hype 
you know, I guess, right. whatever you want to call it. I don't know these <laughs> hype-like things. Um, they stayed because they liked the direction, they liked the design, or they liked the community that I was trying to build around it. Because, that, like I said earlier, you know, streetwear to me is about community. You know, of one, of, one of my biggest influences is Bobby Hundreds. And I don't, he just released that book where he emphasizes and he drives that point home, like, a lot. It's essentially what the book is about, community. Um, so... Yeah, like although people, some some people have like gotten hip to the brand due to the like you know these hype pieces, they stick around and they stay because of everything else that comes of with course. it, you know, and they they kind of like the brand. It's like anything else, you know. I became a big fan of like Kim Jones when he started doing uh, when he was over there at uh, at uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah, Louis Vuitton. Um, but I stuck and I followed him because of everything else that he's done since then, you know. And That's a like, dope collection, by the way. Yeah, that last, the last one with the, the signs, upside, the upside down. Yeah, LVs. That was crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think it's more so everything else that yeah. you do that retains a customer, retains a you know a fan of the brand. No, absolutely. No. So, so what are your thoughts on like resellers then? Like, what do you do? You think it's cool? Like, do you think it's corny? I don't honestly. I, I don't. I'm indifferent to it. You know, if that's what you do to make your money and stuff, like by all means, you know, that's of course. cool. It really, and if you want to be real, like a lot of these brands or people that so-called hate resellers actually heavily rely on them to continue the hype and continue I mean, the artificial scarcity dude like supposedly the guys at supreme hate resellers no what i know plenty of people that back door. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i do too actually no i don't please don't come at me <laughs> but yeah dude like it, it, it's crazy because um people are like you, you get two people you get one person that's like that brand's whack because it's hyped and yeah. everybody's obsessed with it and just reselling it. And then there's the other side, like, oh, I only want to wear this brand because it's hyped. Yeah. You know? I mean, and you get people like that, but you know, you can't, you can't knock somebody for being, you know, a hype shopper. Some people have expensive taste. They only buy stuff because it's expensive. Some people only rock with streetwear. You know, it's just, it's preference and you can't be mad at somebody's preference. If somebody wants to buy something or only wear things because they're hype, hey, all power to you, man. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever you want. You know, it's your, it's your life. It's your wardrobe. Knock yourself out. No, absolutely, man. I, respect to that. Like, honestly, um, I, I feel like, um, people kind of view me as this like hype beast who only wears like supreme and high-end stuff like yeah i like all that stuff but honestly like on a day-to-day -day basis i'm not wearing that you know i'm wearing yeah. a vintage t-shirt <laughs> you're you comfortable know? yeah dude I'm, I'm comfy as hell right yeah. now the only logo on i guess like i don't know like stone island patch but a lot of people don't even know what stone yeah. island is and i like that um like I'm not wearing logos all over me. Like yeah. a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of friends who do at all times. But and, and like I, I like that about your brand. How you said like you don't really, you're not really interested in like the heavy branding. Yeah. Which I think is so dope because yeah. I like wearing stuff where people will walk up to me and be like, "Dude, where the hell did you get that T-shirt?" Yeah. It's not like you know if you see someone across the room and you see them wearing a giant Gucci logo, you can be like, "Okay, Gucci hoodie." For me, it's way cooler if nobody knows where the hell you yeah. got it and it's like the dopest thing and yeah. you're the only person wearing it yeah it's funny you say that because uh just the other day i have a i have a friend that works at nike yeah. in uh beaverton or in oregon okay um and he apparently had a meeting like with uh maverick carter which is uh lebron's agent yeah. or not agent but business manager i don't know what is maverick carter to lebron i, I don't i don't know his exact <laughs> title but yeah. yeah um but point is he was wearing a menace shirt it was and there's no branding on it at all 
and he like asked him he's like dude like do you think where'd you get that shirt like i really like it and i really want it so when i was told that story i was like that's awesome man because this is first of all so he's not even like in my demographic you know he's, he's a lot older than my typical customer yeah. but for him to like really like the shirt and want it and actually inquire about it it's just like all right cool that that was a good design you know? <laughs> so, so what do you um so go, going to like your typical customer who who do you say who do you think is like wearing your stuff like like age-wise yeah. well actually i know i know who's wearing it because yeah, <laughs> you have all the yeah the <laughs> analytics and stuff uh, but you know 18 to 24 with analytics by the way if anybody's watching this or here, Dude. listening to this extremely important Dude. Dude. <laughs> extremely important yeah. um but yeah it's 18 to 24 year olds uh mainly from los angeles new york houston um, houston yeah wow yeah interesting and then chicago um and then Obviously, the USA is like the biggest uh, country that supports me, but it'll be like London, Korea, dope. Germany. For <laughs> Germany, you know, dude, Germans are about their hypey yeah. shit, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, when I went there, like they're crazy in Germany. Yeah, they love anything LA, anything America, anything, yeah. dude. There's there's people out there wearing like American flags on their shirts, like as yeah. if they're from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, That's so crazy. Um, but yeah, it would definitely be like the 18 to 24 year old male. Okay. Um, and then I don't really have a lot of girls that support the brand, though, to be honest with you. Only 20% of my like entire following is, you know, women. Dude, 20%? Try 13%. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to change that, bro. I know, I know. You're missing and, out on half. Dude, it sucks because, like, for me at least, like, I always try to, like, push sneaker culture. Yeah. Because like, um, I think it's so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a community, like yeah. you said. And I try to bring girls into it. Um, like there, there's been some girls at like sneaker cons and stuff, but just girls that they just don't get it, man. You know, it's like, it's just like the, the, the best way I can describe it is if you wear, like, okay, for, if you wear a Supreme hoodie to a club, yeah, every dude in the club is going to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> every dude, you're going to be flexing on every dude in that club. Mm -hmm. Maybe one or two of those girls is going to know what it is. Right. Cause they don't really care. Yeah. So I feel like we need to figure out how to like shift this culture of streetwear and like sneakers to yeah to women. not be so male dominated and stuff. Exactly. No, yeah. Because like you know like people like Alayli May, right? Yeah. With um, her collaborations with Jordan Brand, dude, like her shoes are dope. Yeah, like, no, I they were. Them. They really were. Like I wish I could wear them, but they don't come in my size. Mm -hmm. And like I feel like brand should do more of that like do, like do, do you ever see yourself doing like a women's collection i you know i've seriously really thought about should i introduce women's clothing if, yeah or not necessarily like for the main line or have always available and stuff but you know like a piece here or there of course um so i re more recently what i've tried to do is i don't call my stuff like men's clothing i just if somebody asks like can women wear this can the girl wear this i'm just like yeah it's unisex go ahead yeah. and people you know people ask me in the comments and like hey is this uh is this for girls or guys and i'm like it's unisex whatever you want yeah. you know um but i think in order to change that and to shift the culture to be more inclusive we have to do what you just said like a lady may that her shoes yeah. we have to we have to work, you know, with these major brands have to work with influencers and, you know, with uh, women influencers and make sure that they get the proper platforms that they, you yeah. know, they've worked probably even twice as twice as hard, you know, because it's it's still a lot harder for, you know, women to to break into this industry sometimes. And, you know, they 
they're, they have better style too. <laughs> like they're, they're, you know, they have better fits and better style and stuff. Yeah. So I think we just have to continue to, you know, work with influencers and give them those platforms and make sure that, you know, people know like, yo, it's, it's all right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Be honest as possible, by the way. Not, always not because of me always um <laughs> what do you think about influencers like what do you think about influencers wearing your stuff i, I like it you know it brings awareness to the brand um I, i'm never gonna deny an influencer from wearing my stuff because i'm like oh no you're you're burning the brand or you're bringing too much attention gotcha. it's like no dude at the end of the, like it's a business at the end of the day man people people want to be cool so bad but it just <laughs> it comes off as corny dude that is the quote that is literally the quote of the day people you know, want to be cool so bad and the, and the funny thing is too that like this like whole idea of artificial scarcity that a lot of brands can now work with yeah. um you know it it it's it's exactly what it is it's artificial it's fake you know yeah. like these brands work with these influencers too they just do it behind closed doors and they're like lucrative deals yeah um you just I, I like influencers, man. Yeah. I, 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 you're I'm not open. just saying that. Because no. <laughs> I, I hate referring to myself as an influencer. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the worst thing ever. Well, oh, yeah, I'm an influencer because it's become such like a watered down word. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like someone who's an influencer is somebody who influences someone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I do think that I have influence on my audience, mm-hmm. but just because of the word influencer, I hate, like, I hate the, like what it's turned into. You yeah. Know? Well, if you think about it, man, everybody's an influencer, really. Yeah, true. Everybody, <laughs> like if you have a social media, you're an influencer to somebody. Of course. Um, I don't, to label yourself an influencer, I think it's better just to refer you they're a person who has influence on other Dude, people. 100%. They're a person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Speak to them like a person and just interact with them and make them your friend or something. No, don't think of them as like a, a business opportunity, which is what I, I feel like a lot of these, you know, major brands do sometimes. That's kind of wrong, which makes it seem inorganic. You know, anybody that I've that that's ever like posted my stuff or something that's just organic it's just i know these people in real life you know i've i've met their you know i've met their families or something like that you know yeah um it's but it's never like like hey uh i want to make a a deal with you you know can you can you post this for this amount of money and like i've never i'll never talk to you again it's like no you know we're let's become friends you're a person at the end of the day you know um but yeah man influencers we we go hand in hand fashion and influencers go half hand in hand streetwear still you know um, because they have their own community they're like they're more like community leaders within their own communities yeah. you know so agreed of course you have to you know work with them yeah i mean for me like especially i don't wear anything i don't like yeah like for but me a lot of people don't <laughs> a lot dude, of people do that and you know? I, i've seen so many of like people in you know i'm not going to name any names of people who i know who literally will accept brand deals from like whatever clothing brand just just literally just for the money yeah i mean blake can vouch for me on this one but (laughs) like i've 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 gotten a lot of emails from brands like oh we're gonna send you these hoodies and we're gonna pay you x amount of money and like all this stuff i'm like okay cool well let me see it first yeah and like 99 percent of the time i'll say no because i'm like dude that brand is whack yeah i don't even like it Mm -hmm. most of the time the way it works is i'll reach out to a brand and i'll be like yo I love your clothes. Yeah. Like I want to wear these. Just send me everything. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, like, dude, so many times, like I've been like, dude, I, I need those pants. I need like, and I, I'll wear them, and like, I won't expect a dime because like I genuinely like it, and yeah. I want my fans to like support yeah. it too. And that's where I think there's like a you know mutual, um, you know, it's mutually beneficial because it's yeah. like okay, I show my fans something new, something that they can like, and also the brand at the same time is like yeah. benefits from it. Yeah, no, and that's how it, it it's organic at the end yeah, of the day, you know. Exactly. And I think you know being authentic and organic is going to take you longer than you know these brand deals where stuff just doesn't work. You know, it there's there was recently a case of uh, this girl who had like a million followers, and she wasn't able to sell about thirty two t shirts, and that's a result of like you know not being authentic and not having like a following that really messes with you for you you know maybe these yeah. followers came from somewhere else so i don't know but i think working with people that you actually like and working with brands that you like pushes that authenticity and you know lets people know like oh okay yeah i'm gonna I'm a support what you what this person has to say or what they're showing me of course you know because you also have run the risk of watering things down if you're always just promoting you know junk or garbage and stuff you know definitely definitely like one thing that i tried not to do um when i first started was like i just didn't want to like for lack of a better word whore myself out yeah. I, I didn't want every post to be like an advertisement yeah and i only like to mess with the brands that i like yeah you know i'm sure your followers appreciate that yeah i hope so <laughs> but uh yeah i mean dude it's like i i got a lot of respect like for your brand and i think it's it's cool to hear like the backstory thank you because like, <laughs> you know like like you said a lot of people don't really notice the come up they only yeah. see you when you're there right? yeah 
So, yeah, that's super cool. I mean, is there, like, anything else in particular you, like, you want to talk about? Is there... Is there anything that's been like, you know what? Like I've been itching to get this off my chest. Um, <laughs> Cause I know like streetwear and clothing is just so different. You know, yeah. it's like, mm, let's see something. Yeah. Like minority representation in streetwear and okay. fashion in general, I think that's something we have to change. Uh, me being, I'm from Southeast LA. So Huntington Park, Maywood Bell. I don't really see a lot of people that are kind of, you know, like me. Um, I know Spanto, born and raised, uh, Diego424, um, they're doing their thing. But, uh, you know, other than that, I maybe I'm ignorant to the fact, but I, I really, I can't think of other people that are, you know, making an impact in the scene. And uh, yeah, there's definitely like a lot of, you know, smaller brands and a lot of, you know, independent kids that are just coming up. Um, but I'm, t I'm talking like influencers and people that have already arrived, you know, we were talking about earlier, yeah. people that are already there and can, you know, make that impact. I don't really see a lot of that. And I, I, I really want to change that. And I want to change that narrative. And that's why I push where I'm from so heavily. You know, I'm from Huntington Park, HP, Bell, that's Maywood, Cudahy. Um, because, you know, the Southeast of LA really does have like a lot of creative talent and stuff. Um, and LA in general, you know, and I, I really want, I want to see I want to see LA prosper. I want LA to be on the map for fashion, streetwear, you know, just creative and just creatives in general. Um, you want like the real side of LA. Yeah, the real side of LA. You yeah. know, something I really don't <laughs> like to hear sometimes is like, man, I went to LA and everyone was fake. It's like, yeah, it's because you're not from here. Yeah. It's because you didn't grow up here. Of course, people are going to be fake with you. Dude, there, there, <laughs> there are a lot of fake people in LA. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not like from from LA, but yeah. I've like, you know, I, I've lived in Southern California for like 12 years. Yeah. And, I have met some of the most genuine people in LA yeah. and some of the fakest people from LA, but 99% of the time, the fakest people from LA and from in LA nine. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. 99% of the fake people in LA are not from LA. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what happens out of towners. You know, they come in, they try to be, they try to be LA. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's what happens when you, you come in expecting to climb this like imaginary social ladder yeah. that, I guess streetwear and fashion has become infused with now. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what do you expect? You know, everyone's kind of everyone's everyone's trying to come up. Everybody becomes a uh, you know a stepping stone to advance your career and stuff. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it comes it comes with the territory, I guess. Of course. Like, dude, I, I have like the funniest story. Like, this is like the funniest thing I've ever seen in LA. I went to Poppy one night, mm -hmm. and um, uh, one of my friends was performing. So. We just got to the club. We were waiting for his manager to come outside yeah. and grab us. And there was this, <laughs> there's this like older white dude wearing a suit that that walked up to the front, and he and like I could hear him like so loudly because he was just yelling. He's like, "Oh, I'm with so and so. I, I have a table here. <laughs> I have this. Blah, blah blah. I'm gonna call him right now and get you fired." Like yelling, yeah. right? And literally, it was the, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This dude grabs his phone like this upside down and just puts his ear to it and pretends like he's talking to someone for five minutes and then he like moves his phone and you know when like you have an iphone yeah so like when you move your iphone it like lights up right yeah. and you could see that he's not talking to anybody <laughs> and he's literally just like talking to himself pretending like he's someone yeah and he's like uh I, i'm from i'm from miami you know i never get treated like this and 
dude it, it, was, it was literally the funniest thing i've ever seen it's like seeing someone talk to themselves and his phone was upside down that was the best part it's like, like a movie scene dude. i was like dude at least just call like one of your friends to pretend like you're calling yeah. <laughs> like dude i've I, probably done that to avoid talking to somebody in the past dude same yeah. like literally like you, you know what i hate i hate when um you're just like minding your own business and like at the mall and some random dude from a kiosk walks up to you. Oh, you have really nice skin. Can I touch it and put weird peach cream all over it? But I hate that so much. Yeah. So every time I walk by a mall kiosk, I'm always like, Oh, hello mom. How are you doing oh. today? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or the shoe guys at the mall? Like, yo, yo brother, your shoes. Dude, <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I, I've, like, yeah, I for sure. Have done I, that. I respect yeah. the hustle. Trust me. But like when they tell me that my shoes are dirty, Nah, you're talking nah. to the shoe god Come right on, here. Bro. It's Come the on. shoe god. <laughs> it's the shoe FBI. <laughs> yeah, yo, that's a good one. I'm gonna keep that one in mind. The shoe FBI. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah, man. But dude, thank you for thank you for being here. It's been so great to like finally meet you and yeah, for sure, man. Thank like you. talk about your brand and like I do that that story like the three mile hike I know, to the man. Bu- bus stop, dude. <laughs> hey, you made it, bro. I you, know for real. And you know, I'm honored that you were able uh you shared that story with me appreciate it yeah no thank you for having me honestly i appreciate it of course man of course and then yeah i'm sure we'll link up sometime yeah nah (laughs) dude are you gonna be in vegas yeah i'm gonna go too really yeah i'll see you then all right i'll see you i'll see you tonight (laughs) for sure but uh but yeah man dude please go ahead and like this is all this is your time right now um plug whatever you want to plug uh yeah actually i got the psychotherapy collection coming out which is a collection title of uh our late summer 19 uh, drop uh comes out in two weeks um it has to do with mental health a lot um so i like that something i spoke about earlier is i like to send a message with my pieces um every collection is a different theme that's kind of what um, what i what i do to keep things fresh so this one happens to be about mental health the one before was a lot was inspired more by religion and things like that um so for this collection uh i just kind of drew on inspiration from you know times in my life where i was going through things and you know things weren't looking so up um now luckily i'm past all that i'm past you know those stages in my life but they really did teach me something and i'm kind of you know just kind of using these shirts and these pieces as like my my canvas to tell my story or tell i love it tell the story of ment- of you know mental health and through my lens and you know let people know that it's all right to talk about this stuff you know it's it's cool to to reach out that's why i did what i did yesterday with the whole phone call and anybody can talk to me and i literally had people calling me and i answer and they're like yo like this is weird this is crazy <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to actually answer um and you know they would tell me, you know, just problems or, you know, some of them would just like call and just show love. But I actually yeah. had a few people that like opened up to me about certain things. And I was like, yo, you know, I really appreciate you doing this. And I That's want awesome. you to understand that it's all right to talk to strangers or it's, it's all right to reach out, you know, to anybody, whether it's me, a stranger, at least you're at least you're getting in the motion of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the psychotherapy collection comes out August 15th at 9 a.m. Amazing. every thursday well guys make sure you guys go cop uh, yeah. <laughs> immediately resell on grilled after coming up on StockX. i heard no i'm just kidding that's amazing man like uh, i love that message <clears throat> i think mental health is something that's like overlooked yeah super for sure. important to talk about for sure um, especially honestly especially in like hispanic households mental <laughs> health is 
like non-existent dude. people just look at you like estas loco yeah, which dude, means, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're crazy yeah but uh, <laughs> like me growing up in a european household it was like the same thing yeah it's like uh, like if i started crying my mom's like oh let, let me give you a reason to cry yeah. <laughs> like, you know like, yeah no exactly you know and yeah so it, it was really overlooked and i ne never really i never really thought it was real because of that and then, yeah no it definitely is real 100%. yeah of course and like I, I always was like ah no what depression what is that come on just yeah smile like what, what's wrong with you you yeah. know like like and like looking back i know i was like super ignorant because i thought that but like that's just how i was raised yeah you know? yeah you know it's not your fault really you just kind of yeah. learn as you get older and you get perspective on things and now now dude like being in the position that i am like man like just this year i've been like I, i've gone through some shit you yeah know? And everybody it, does bro of course everybody bro. <laughs> of course and, and and that's the thing like when i went through it i had like such good people around me like my friends yeah and my family and like obviously my supporters and stuff like that which was great but like i realized like i was like dude like this is you can't just have a candy bar and feel better you know no, it's like yeah. it's sometimes it takes like a couple weeks yeah like months no, 100 but you know it's really important to have like that support base which is yeah. awesome that you you know you're doing the thing with the phone calls like dude yeah you never know who it could help you know I, I don't like to me it's a, it's a phone call but maybe to somebody else it's like yo i needed to get this off my chest i just yeah. didn't want to tell somebody i knew of course. somebody a stranger that's not going to judge me or you know yeah and um but yeah that, that's really what i want to do is just kind of show people it's all right it's all right to talk about these of course things. dude I, I can't even tell you how many times like i've had like my fans reach out to me and they're like oh my parents just like beat my ass like i'm so depressed like this happened to me blah 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 like i want to kill myself like it, it's real dude yeah and and every time I see one of those, like, I pray, like, uh, this sounds messed up, but, like, I pray that it's, like, a, a real person and not, like, somebody just trying to bait me into just responding to them. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to make sure I'm there for them. Yeah. You know, like, I always, I always respond and I'm always like, hey, man, like, I know you're going through something. Just know that I love you for supporting me. Yeah. And, like, I'm here for you and, like there's so many people who love you and never want to see you go. Yeah. You never know, man. Like yeah. I knew, I knew somebody in college that, you know, she took her own life out of nowhere. Dude. Out uh, of th nowhere. I know three people. Yeah. That, like I was really close with and it's the worst. And, and it was so left field too. Yeah. Like you just never see it coming, right? Never. Exactly. So that's kind of, I want to change that somehow. However Absolutely. I can, you know, whether it's like within a small little group of community, at least it's something, at of least course. pushing the conversation, you know, getting it started somehow. I think that's, what's important. Just starting a conversation. Of course, man. By well, any means. Definitely. <laughs> well, dude, I love the message. I'm a fan. I, thank I, you, bro. Dude, I, I appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> dude, of course, man. I appreciate you. So thank you, man. Everybody go check it out. What was the date again? August, August 15th, Menace. August 15th, 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah. 9 a.m. And then check us out. Instagram menace, Los Angeles. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank See you bro. guys next time. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. 
sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.